0: Welcome to the latest episode and a brand new chat. Today's guest is from Harare, Zimbabwe. He was educated at St. John's College, where he excelled at both cricket and rugby. And he's had a great career thus far in cricket, which started off when he represented Zimbabwe at age group level. He has also represented his new country, the Netherlands, at international level and currently plays for county side Essex, having joined them in 2018. He has excelled in both their white ball sides and most recently in their red ball setup as well. I'd like to welcome Shane Snarter. Shane, thank you so much for joining me. You're currently with Essex, playing in the Royal London One Day Cup, where you most recently took four wickets, hit the winning runs of the last ball against Gloucestershire. And you were just playing up north against Durham over the weekend. How are you? Um, how has 2021 been? And uh,
1: how have you been keeping since beginning the new year in the falls? Rich, how's it, bud? Yeah, all good, hey? Can't really complain. It's been good since the falls. It's been obviously different with COVID and that. And now how, how it usually is. Like, obviously, we usually have a pre-season tour. Because this year we were just like waiting around and then, yeah, had to make do with what we had and try get some training sessions done outside early March, which I'm sure you can imagine is delightful. But we're here now and yeah, it's been good. It's, it's been a good season for me um, so far. I think to finally like crack on, and get some four-day cricket in and crack into that team. Which has been quite good, I know it hasn't been a usual Essex four day year in terms of where we are, but yeah, I guess it is what it is. um We've got three more big games coming up, so we just push on and look forward to those and then yeah, the white ball stuff's been all right it's been been going quite nicely in the fifty over, which is which has been good, obviously nice to get some wickets and nice to be able to contribute towards Essex, yeah.
0: Yeah, so thank you, thank you again for for joining. I'm glad you're you're in a good space at the moment, and uh, hopefully your time back in Zim was good, and you can just move onwards and upwards as you draw towards the end of the season. And then, Shane, as we as we always do in these chats, I'm going to take you back to your earlier sporting days in Zim. You know, you come from a, a very talented cricketing family. Your cousin being England's England and Surrey's Jason Roy. Uh, what can you tell us about growing up in Zim, playing sport, how you were introduced to cricket and uh, the people that impacted you in
1: your in your early days? Yeah, well, I think I've got to go way, way back. I think it's, I'm not quite sure where it all started, but I think days I can remember is just playing at, obviously I went to junior school at Rizawi, and I think Going to Rosario, it had always been like quite a competitive school, sports-wise. So I think those are the earliest memories from when it all started, which is good. I think like uh, two coaches to mention: Brian Yavure and Julian and Lovel. I think Julian is still there, but yeah, I think those. Two probably are the ones who I guess where where it all started in the development of cricket and rugby that are both my cricket and rugby coaches. So, and then obviously moving on to St John's, I think I think by then it was already like ingrained in me. Like I, yeah, I really enjoyed both sports. I think I just kind of took it from there, like cricket, rugby, cricket, rugby. You know, like rolling summer over, like into the winter season and then back into cricket.
0: Yeah, so you, like you mentioned, you attended St. John's College, you represented Zimbabwe in age group cricket, and you also played at a good level and in the same team as, as Eli Snaman on the rugby field, who's, who's now at Leicester. Can you talk us through your, that, that sort of stage where you thought, geez, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play cricket, I want to be a professional cricketer, and how that all came about?
1: Yeah, I mean, I could never really fully decide which I preferred. And then I think last year of school, I got selected for a Zim under 20 side. And we went on tour to Namibia. And our first game was against Kenya. And I think it was early in the game. I've come in for a tackle on one of their centres and our wing has come in like on the same side and our heads have just smashed into each other. So like I've just like woken up sitting on the bench, like my nose broken, blood everywhere, my lip like the size of a football. So (laughs) and then like that was that tour. And I think, yeah, I got home from that and uh, got home, two black eyes, like went straight into the St. George's T20. And I did really well in that tournament. And after that, I think I was just like, <laughs> that's rugby is not for me. Like, I think going to that level after school where you pl- like play and see guys that have been out of school for a year already, you're like, <laughs> these boys are massive. So... <laughs> I think that was a nail in the head for rugby, really. Um.
0: <laughs> uh, we're, we're we're happy that you, you played cricket. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to talk a little bit about Essex, Shane. So in 2018, you joined county side Essex. And for Zimbabweans, yeah. this is a special team for a couple of reasons. Andy Flower and Grant Flower played for the county. And Essex's home ground, the county ground in Chelmsford, was host to Zimbabwe's famous win over South Africa in the '99 World Cup. Uh, before we get to your international career a little bit later, how did the move to Essex come about? And can you sort of talk us through your journey to
1: get to Essex? Yeah, so oh, I think I've got to take it back a bit further than Essex. I went on a cricket academy in Australia for six months at the Darren Lehman. And I think that's when, like, I kind of knew, like, I I had enough to, like, be a county cricketer. On that academy, there was quite a few uh, county lads. And obviously, training and playing against them, you kind of get, like, the gist and the feel of how you're going against them. Like, guys your age or similar, like, to your age. And then it was just, like, how now do I get into it? I think is the big question for was and is for not only me, but anyone else like trying to get into it. Like it's all good being a huge talent, but how do you get into counter cricket? So from there, I went over to Netherlands, obviously having no way into like counter cricket. I was just like, okay, whatever. Well, I'll just go to Netherlands. I met there was a Dutch guy on the academy. So organized like playing club cricket, At his club and obviously moved over there for the summer. Did really well in club cricket over there and yeah, then got selected for the Dutch and we went over to to Essex. We flew over like the Dutch used to be like pre-COVID, used to fly over quite a lot because I think it's like a 40 minute flight and the South End Airport, there's a ground right there. So we weren't actually we weren't meant to play against the Essex first team. But they rocked up on the day and of that they must have had a few days off or something. So it was like their full white ball side, 50 over side at the time. And yeah, I have just bowled really well. I think I bowled 10 overs, one for 30 or something like that. I don't know the exact figures, but yeah, I bowled really well. And then I had a chat with Tendo afterwards and he, Tendo, and the coach at the time, Chris Silverwood. And they were like, yeah, mate, really. Um, really interested in getting you over and then yeah kind of went from there I flew back and forth for a while from Netherlands to like still playing club cricket flying over playing in the week here and then I did my side after like a few games I didn't do that like I did okay like playing in the second team like nothing special and then like obviously Chris Silverwood left so I thought oh well I might be like in a bit of trouble here, but I just kept in touch with Tendo. The season came to the came to an end, and then the next year they got me over like on a summer contract, and then yeah, went from there. That is outstanding.
0: I'm sure all the all the hard work was was worth it. But you know, you mentioned Tendo uh, in in the change room at Essex. You've obviously got some some big characters, some great players. You know, Sir Alistair Cook. Uh, Simon Harmer, who's who's done really well recently. Your fellow Dirk yeah. and obviously, you know, Aussie quick Peter Siddle and, and Jimmy Nisham at the moment. But I'd like you, you know, pre-COVID, I'd like you to walk us through, you know, from pre-season right through to the end of the summer, what a normal county season is like for a professional cricketer.
1: I guess everyone gets together pre-season usually to be like a week before. We have fitness testing, we have yo-yo, um, which is the main one. Our pass mark is 194, which I think is one of the highest on the like on the county circuit. I think it, like our pass rates are yeah, up there with some of the best. Like this year, two lads completed it. You've got Sir Alistair Cook still completing and winning the yo-yo don't think he's ever lost one.
0: <laughs>
1: and then one of the other lads just, yeah, they just carried on running till the beeps ran out. But yeah, so fitness testing, like some gym stuff, and then bags packed. The last few years, we've been going to Abu Dhabi. I think we got to Abu Dhabi for like 10 days to two weeks. Just get some training and get some sun. Just get ready for the season, I think. Come back and then it's pretty much straight into it. Usually, yeah, obviously straight into four-day cricket. And whether you're in the first or second team, you're kind of straight in, straight into yeah playing cricket. And then from there, there's no real break. I think this year we've had one six-day break. But otherwise, like four-day cricket, it's play for four days, let's say, start on Thursday, two to three days off, and then it's next four-day game. So... Obviously, training for one or two of them, and then rest day, and then yeah, straight back into it. It's from there, it's literally nonstop. It's one competition into the other. I think this year, I know you're speaking pre-COVID, but I think this year's been a lot harder in terms of the amount of cricket and how quickly it's come around. I feel there's been a lot more cricket played, like closer together. I don't know if that's because of the hundred or Usually, I feel there's a bit more of breaks, or maybe it's just because I've been playing a lot more. But from let's say April to end of September, it's nonstop. stop.
0: And, and I think you know, you, you might not necessarily realize that you're just on the go the whole time, especially you know, if you like Sir Alistair, who, who's been through what 15 seasons at the top level, even more. Um, but you yeah. know, you mentioned that it's pretty grueling and. Uh, this this year has been fairly difficult but do you get a chance to catch up with you know any of your old
1: mates from from zim that are playing on the county circuit yeah although obviously you do get some days off and i think i'm making it out to sound a bit more grueling than grueling than it is but <laughs> it is but at the same time you do make use of your free time whereas whether you're catching up I haven't been able to catch up with any Zim guys but I think whether it's with the lads or with whoever you misses or whoever you're going to catch up with sneak a few beers in here and there and just let let loose you know I think everyone's got to do it you can't just be go 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 24/7 so yeah
0: a bit of balance is, is always good Shane. and we're going to go from your sort of county career and we're going to move on to you know, your international career with the Netherlands. You made your debut in 2016. What can you tell us, Shane, about Dutch cricket? You you briefly alluded to it there from when you came over from Australia. But how did you find out that you were, you know, eligible to, to qualify for the Netherlands?
1: Well, I've always known I can't, like, I've always had the Dutch passport. So it's always obviously been a possibility it was again just getting over there and trying to get involved so I think that obviously the first step that helped was just going there and playing club cricket I did well playing club cricket over there like and then it that was my first year over there and I I played for two or three months and got involved with them at the time the South African coach Anton Roo, and then, yeah, I got the call-up to play, play a four-day game against Afghanistan. So I was like, yeah, happy days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happily play. It was, it was an eye-opening moment, I guess. It's a big step. And I think Dutch cricket in general will still struggle with this because you go from playing on a mat, like an AstroTurf mat, facing club bowlers or bowling against club batsmen to, yeah, playing against... I guess, an international side, like overnight, really. So I think, I think it is still a, like a big issue in terms of like just getting the development of players because there's no real like first-class system or anything to like fully develop. You're just relying on club cricket to develop your players, which is tough, I guess. So, yeah, I had the debut, went okay. Yeah, I, I didn't even think I got a wick at that game, but felt like a bowled the right. And then, yeah, it kind of just went from there. I think we had like a tour to Hong Kong later on in the year. But no, I think, yeah, it's been really good to be a part of the Dutch team. I think once I left Sim, I got to 18. There was no like, I think for me, I don't know if it's still like this, but you leave school and there's at the time there was hardly any club cricket. There was hardly any franchise cricket. Like nothing was really going on in Sim like 2014, it was like Zim cricket was like dead. So for me, it was never really an option. You played Zim under 18 and that was it. Nobody approached you. Nobody like said anything to you. Are you interested? Like, do you want to play cricket or anything really? So for me, it was just like, right, I'm going to pursue Dutch cricket or county cricket and just, yeah, go give that a go. And yeah, so far it's worked out. So I'm grateful for the move over to Dutch cricket and everything that it's given me. Yeah, we've got a great opportunity this year of being able to go to the World Cup, being part of that Super League, the ODI Super League. I think there's loads of tours coming up. Obviously, COVID has affected quite a few of them so far. Yeah, I think we've got World Cup, tour to South Africa, and then I think there's a tour to New Zealand next year. So. I mean, in terms of cricket playing wise, the opportunities are there and I still feel it is the right move. Zim will always be home, but I think for cricket, I think it has been the right move for me.
0: You've made the most of your, your opportunities and, you know, excelling at the moment. So credit to you and question. Um, <laughs> so you, you've made the most of your opportunities, credit to you. And, and if you are a fan of Irony, in 2017, after your debut against Afghanistan a year prior, you hosted and played against Zimbabwe. So you guys ended up losing the series two-one, but you took the most wickets for the Netherlands. It's quite interesting. How did the How did the Zim boys treat you on that tour? And and what was it like playing against uh, your
1: your fellow countrymen? Yeah, it was all pretty chilled. You know, like to be honest, a lot of them. Like I knew a few of them, but like a lot because I'd never played any franchise or anything. It was always like, it was only guys that I really knew from like school or just in and around of like knowing like a few cricketers. But yeah, everyone was, everyone was chilled. Obviously it was nice to play against them. And yeah, it was, it was weird at first, like playing against them, but yeah, it was good. And obviously nice to do well. Um, unfortunately, we lost that series, but I feel yeah it was a good, good competitive series. And yeah, speaking of Zimbabwe, Shane, which
0: is a very common topic on this interview. In 2018, you were part of the Netherlands squad that played in the 2018 World Cup qualifier, which was held in Zim. What was it like representing the Netherlands in your home country? And what can you tell us about the campaign? Because it was it was pretty competitive, especially for you know, a team like Afghanistan who nearly got knocked out in the first round. Zim got beaten by the UAE. What what can you remember about being home and in and, and that particular campaign?
1: Yeah, it was nice to be home. And again, very weird playing, obviously, for the Netherlands in your home country. But nice to be there. And yeah, it was a tough, tough, tough tournament. Pretty much everything on the line, which I feel is a lot of the time for associate countries like a lot of games are do or die you know so I mean you lose one game you like you lose all your funding or something like that so I think that's the tough part with which people don't really realize which associates deal with in terms of every game is like a do or die so for India if they lose one game against England like oh yeah disappointed whatever but it's not the end of the world. Whereas, like, if we the Dutch lose a few games in the Super League and come bottom, that's it for us. Like, you know, we're out of the fifty-over comp. So, you lose a lot of funding from that, which affects not only the players but the next generation coming up also.
0: Yeah, and and we'll get onto the the Super League now. You alluded to it briefly a bit earlier, but obviously, for those that aren't quite sure, the ODI Super League. Is, is a qualifying tournament which has taken place from 2020 and, and will, will end in 2023. And it serves as the qualifier for the 2023 World Cup in India in 50 over cricket. And it includes the 12 test playing nations as well as the Netherlands. So, you know, we know that due to your uh, county cricket commitments, as well as quite a few other players, you haven't been able to take part in that first series where you guys won 2-1 against Ireland. And, you know, there's a lot of talented players in the Dutch side. Do you and the other county players anticipate that you'll be getting involved in the remaining 21 games that you guys have? And, you know, like you mentioned, every game is is
1: important. Yeah, for sure. I think, if possible, all the county lads, or oh, definitely they will want to be involved. It's just getting in the games and trying to fit it around the county season obviously everyone wants to play for the country but it's just yeah it is trying to fit them in and hopefully like we can get some some games in like during the winter period where there's no county cricket involved so i'm sure that won't be the case for all the games but it just makes life a lot easier for the county players trying to fit all the games in during during the winter if possible
0: Absolutely. And you mentioned a tour to South Africa. Playing cricket and touring again is, is always a good thing, particularly as you guys have a lot of games to play. So an exciting time for, for the Dutch. Um, but we'll, we'll go back to, to last year, Shane, as we kind of round off. Um, you were in Zimbabwe last year in 2020, where you took part in a first-class game where you played in the Logan Cup for the victorious Southern Rocks in Zimbabwe with your old mate Ben Curran and you took eight wickets against the Tuskers bowling alongside blessing Muzarabani. It's it's good to see you, you know, home in your off season. And hopefully that can kind of be something that more players do. Um, you know, touring Zim and, and playing some games in Zimbabwe in the UK's winter. You've had a, a pretty outstanding year so far, been amongst the wickets. We mentioned your heroics against Gloucestershire, and you most notably took seven for ninety-eight in the county championship this year against Notts. So, my final cricketing question, uh, so to speak, to you, Shane, is what? What are your hopes for the rest of twenty twenty-one, and what can you look forward to, and and where do you kind of want to be in in a year's time
1: and and beyond? For the rest of twenty twenty-one, obviously, I'm injured at the moment. We haven't. I didn't really speak about that, but for now, it's getting fit and just trying to get ready for them as quick as possible. For the next games, there's still yeah, a couple of Royal London games and, and then there is, I think, three championship games left. So if not fit for the white ball stuff, um, yeah, just going to push for those three red ball games and just look to finish the season on a good note. Hopefully, yeah, Essex can come through in those last three games, which would be good good for us. Looking beyond that, obviously, there's winter, quite busy with the Dutch, a um, couple of tours, obviously the World Cup, um, if selected, and then, yeah, there's also the South African tour and possibly a tour, I think, in March to New Zealand. So quite a lot of cricket coming up, which I'm looking forward to. It's always nice traveling and, yeah, seeing new places and that and being able to play cricket, good competitive cricket at the same time. Looking beyond that, yeah, from now it's just, I think this year has been quite a breakthrough year for me. So in terms of just like doing well in all three formats, I think it's coming back next year and just doing that and if not doing that, even better and just carrying on going, you know, cracking on and... Doing well in the red ball, doing well in the white ball, you know, and just trying to do as best as I can for myself and Essex and the Dutch.
0: Very, very nicely put there, Shane. But yeah, we, we hope you can get back for, you were mentioning the last last few games of the Royal London One Day Cup, and then obviously a little bit more till till the back end of September. But Shane, uh, we, we're just going to sort of go through a few final questions. It's it's a bit more uh, chilled out, but more informal. A couple yeah, of okay. cricket questions, a couple, uh, couple of others here and there. But I just want to ask you, you, you know, you've had a, a young career, but I wanted to ask you, who's the best and most difficult batsman you've bowled to?
1: Probably A. villiers
0: oh. oh, I don't I think it's more yeah. difficult. We now. played
1: a t T20 game at... Uh, Lords, and it was just you just felt like anywhere you bowled was going anywhere.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so my next question, Shane, is what do you like to do away from cricket?
1: Yeah, to be honest, when I'm away, I quite enjoy like just putting cricket to the side, whether it's having a few beers, just going for a stroll around London, eating out, just completely switch off to cricket. So yeah, I've maybe played the odd round of golf here and there. I've kind of given up this year because it's doing my head in, but yeah.
0: Okay. So um we'll take you back to back to your rugby days, uh, Shane. Which which team did you did you most enjoy beating on the rugby
1: field? It's definitely St. George's. It didn't really come around that often, but <laughs> when it did. <laughs> <laughs> it was good, you know. <laughs>
0: okay. Your best moment in cricket thus far?
1: Um well, it's either gonna be when with Essex we won T twenty and the four day competition. Or with the Dutch, I think when we qualified for the World Cup. I think that was also pretty pretty special, you know.
0: And my final question to you, Shane, is: What does an average week look like back in Zim for for you?
1: Off the flight, you know, probably straight into Tin Roof with my old mate Colin Bray. Um, probably nestling there for a day or two. Oh, uh, yes. Um, and then, yeah, I haven't been, but or I haven't been in a while, but a trip to Kariba or Victoria Falls just to chill out Um, or the river or something, but it's, it's just always, you know, it's nice to go home and just see friends that you might not have spoken to for ages, but you go home and it was like you saw them yesterday, you know, and just being able to catch up about whatever, whatever's been going on however long you haven't seen each other for, whether it's Colin telling me about his potatoes or whatever. Yeah, it's always just nice to go back. You know, it's it's for me, it's always going to be home. Yeah, I enjoy going back. Awesome, Shane. Yeah,
0: I, I've, I've enjoyed our, our, our chat today, but that kind of <laughs> brings us to the end of our, our interview, our chat here. Please keep doing some awesome stuff on the cricket field. Hopefully you can get back to Zim as well both with the Netherlands or just on a, another tin roof adventure. But yeah, Shane, absolute pleasure having a chat. Thank you for your time. I know you, you're kind of on the road to recovery and, and you, hopefully you'll be back playing soon, but it's been an absolute
1: honour. Thank you so much. Rich, thanks a lot, mate. It's been It's been good to catch up.